0: Hey guys, what's up? This is Amanda Borrego and welcome back to the podcast, A Fight Worth Fighting. On this podcast, we seek wisdom and advice from those whose marriages have stood the test of time and are here to share. It may not be easy, but it will be worth it. Go check out our website because we have taken all of the advice our elders have given us on this podcast and created a printable challenge for you. Go to afwfpodcast.com and get a week's worth of daily challenges to create big miracles because we all deserve for our home and our marriage to be our happy place. In today's episode, we are talking about three things. Number one, change your attitude, change your life. Number two, no one wants to be friends with a negative person, not even your spouse. And number three, real change is not conditional. You guys, I am so excited to share with you that today I was a guest on one of my favorite podcasts. I was so nervous, but I think overall it was amazing and I can't wait to share it with you when they release it. One question they asked me was, the Bible says that there is a time for everything under the sun. So what is it time for right now in your life? And I encourage you to ask yourself this same question. The Bible says for everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to harvest. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build up. A time to cry and a time to laugh. A time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to turn away. A time to search and a time to quit searching. A time to keep And a time to throw away, a time to be quiet, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. Ecclesiastes 3 1 through 8. So, you guys, my answer to that, which I'm going to talk more about at the end of this episode when we leave you with a challenge, but mainly it was for me and my husband to become friends again. So I'm taking this verse and using it to speak life over my family. For us, it's time to be reborn. It's time for us to reap our harvest. It's time for us to heal. It's time for us to build up. It's time to laugh. It's time to dance. It's time to gather. It's time to embrace. It's time to quit searching. It's our time to mend, to love, and for peace. We had some really hard years, as you know, from all the dirty laundry we've aired on this podcast, but it's so important for me to let go of that energy and those tendencies and those negative mindsets and the bitterness and bad habits. That I created in my mind in my life over those hard years. I have to choose over and over and over again to move forward. It's important for me to recognize that they were just that lingering energies and mentalities that had a grip on me, but are no longer real. My attitude and energy or the way that I react to my husband at times comes from a place of past hurts and bitterness and it's not reflecting the way that I currently feel about my husband. So make sure you listen to the end for how we are really being intentional this new year inside of bringing new life into our marriage and also catch this week's marriage challenge because good intentions are worthless if you put no action behind them. That being said, let's dive right into the second half of my interview. If you didn't catch the first half, make sure you go listen to episode 19. It's amazing and you don't want to miss the backstory where I ask our guests if there was ever a time she didn't think her marriage would work out. So go listen and please help me welcome back the amazing and very wise Rebecca Brown. Woohoo! Episode is one that is called If the Woman Will Change the marriage will change and one of our guests who's been married i think 40 years and she um she actually mentors other um couples Mm -hmm. and in the church and um she's the one who said and she's you know she's a woman so maybe that's why she tends to say that because you know sometimes it's like why isn't she calling out the men but she said, if the woman will change, the marriage will change. And mm-hmm. so it kind of just blows my mind that that is what you're saying. And you saw the fruits of that. Um, well, actually, I will be
1: honest. I did. I, I mean, Jeff definitely made some changes. He's a believer mm-hmm. and he made lots of changes over those first 10 years. Yeah. But he didn't change after that. My life changed. Um, Mm -hmm. just my attitude towards things. I, at the Mm -hmm. time had lost a lot of friendships Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden friendships, um, started coming back into my life probably because Mm -hmm. I was not such a negative person anymore. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I definitely think, um, nothing is going to change if you won't change yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know about the woman changing. You know, Jeff, it took the changes he needed to make came several years later. Um, He actually ended up and and we were definitely in a better spot once that happened. But we had agreed to disagree on what we thought marriage should look like, Mm -hmm. but had decided not to fight about it anymore. We knew how the other thought and we did have a great friendship all along. We did that first initial whirlwind romance. We still had this amazing friendship. So, I don't want to make it sound like it was just this horrible time all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a few years later that we still had this, we still were blowing up in these fights over the same things. And he decided to go seek a biblical counselor mm-hmm. and other, also called nuthetic counseling, where it's really just scripture. And I'm telling you it, we had almost solved all of our problems at that point, but there were still some really deep seated issues that he was dealing with and um, it took one session with that counselor that he pinpointed what Jeff was actually struggling with that had nothing to do with me, and something I never could have pinpointed in him myself, mm-hmm. that he had to seek out um, in his walk and um and I'm telling, ever since then, we've just, it's almost like a new marriage, you know? Whoa. So, but that wasn't until probably, um, I, you know, maybe when I was 35. So that was about nine years ago.
0: Whoa, that is so cool. I'm going to have to get that person's number from <laughs> today. <laughs> well, he's in Arkansas, but, uh, awesome. but it was,
1: it was amazing. It was, we needed, we both had to have our own journeys with the lord to mm-hmm. come together. We both had to give up because I could easily blame it all on him. Yeah. Um but it, that wasn't obviously my life got better when I stopped
0: throwing the pity party and blaming. Yeah. Him. Yeah. yeah you know? that, that's what I was going to say is it's unbelievable how long we can live in our own pity party. And so yeah. <laughs> it's so freaking inspiring that you Took a stand just one day out of nowhere and just said enough is enough. Like I need to look at myself in the mirror, and that's that's all we can do. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of reminds me about how I was telling you that God kind of spoke to me and said, "You have an opportunity to sacrifice for me every day." Mm -hmm. And like how I was saying that fast kind of made me realize that I'm more powerful and more disciplined, Mm -hmm. and so it's kind of all tied into one. Like if we want real change, it can't be tied to the spouse or the other person. It has to be for God between Mm -hmm. me and God, like living for God alone for an audience of one and unconditional. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can't be conditional on if the other spouse changes or doesn't change or reacts just because you decide you're going to be you know, positive for one day. So many times we're like, okay, I'm going to try this thing for one day. I'm going to try to be positive or I'm going to try, you know, not to nag or criticize. And then we don't get the response we want from that spouse and we give up. And then we fall back into our pity party and our depression and all of that. But we somehow need to get to a point where it's just enough is enough. I'm doing this for God. I'm going to stand up and get in god's word so i know who he calls me to be Mm -hmm. because if we are diligent and faithful in that area he will reveal to us what we need to do he will he will and we need to take those things that we learn and say this is between me and god like i'm doing this for god because obviously (laughs) my spouse is imperfect and they're gonna make me mad and angry So I need to do this to God. And I think once we stand strong in that, Mm -hmm. like you're saying, you saw the blessings and we will all see the blessings once we stand strong in it and make these sacrifices for God. And one thing that I always try to pray is, um, Lord, help me to see my husband how you see my husband. Mm -hmm. Help me to love him the way he needs to be loved. Reveal it to me. Let me see him through your eyes because you know i'm so quick to see all the ways that my husband falls short but you know that's god's child and god sees him in the best light and so if i can just get a little bit of that mm-hmm. you know things are just going to get so much better absolutely
1: that that's a good word it's you know i would we've been married 20 years this month but i would say the last 5 years have been um the best and where we keep growing and almost a new marriage. So I hope that's an encourage to someone that, you know, it's, when I talk about it, it seems like it all happened really fast, but it was 15 years of our marriage suffering. um, Basically because neither one of us wanted to submit our will to his word. And we wanted to think we knew what his word said, but actually knowing his word and thinking, you know, his word, are two different different things.
0: things. Yeah. Yeah and no one can really like even people listening to our us talking right right now I hope that it's encouraging but I hope that everybody knows you will really get what you need if you go and open the bible for yourself. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so so I love what you're saying about, you know, it's 20 years and these last 5 have been the absolute best and so I just really want to encourage people like don't give up the best is still yet to come. And um, you saying that just really reminds me that when we do give up too soon, we can miss out on the best part and some of the biggest blessings. And sometimes we think that it's going to be so much easier if we end it and if we go and find somebody new. But (laughs) I can almost guarantee, just like we were talking earlier You're going to have to fight for your marriage at some point, whether it's a new marriage and you have to fight. Maybe it's going to be super easy in the beginning, but there's going to come a point that you're going to have to fight for your marriage. And so I'm just so um, grateful that you shared that just so we can really remind everyone, like, it's going to be okay. Like, maybe this is your season to fight but even if you got a divorce and remarried, you, you're you going to have to do it again at some point. So yeah. may as well stick it out, do the hard things, submit yourself to God and God's word, and you will see the blessings.
1: And because my husband's a minister, we've seen a lot of couples and, and tried to help a lot of couples. And it really is important to fight for your marriage even if the other person isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes there you know, if two people are not willing to submit to God, then um I think it's important to note that you do everything you can do to submit yourself to God because even before He decided to seek help, our lives were so much better. My life was so much better in submission to God. And I'm and I'm not saying my whole life was in submission to God, I still mess up mm-hmm. royally, but it, it just God will teach you so much through that, even when the time, the hard times are there. But your marriage is not going to get better if you don't submit yourself to God. Your life is not going to get better. And I don't mean better in the sense of everything's perfect and everything's happy, um, but just a deep sense of joy and gratefulness in what He has done for you just in your salvation. Mm-hmm. Um, just brings so much joy, indescribable joy regardless of what you're doing and what you're going through.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, I love that. Amen to that. Um, So I heard you a couple times bring up your parents and the example that they set. And I can really relate to that inside of the fact that my parents are still married. Um, We have a very um, tight knit Hispanic big family. Mm -hmm. We're always together. That's one reason this year has been so hard for us. But my dad is one of six siblings and everything, every every single one of my aunts and uncles are still married. And Mm -hmm. so that has been the biggest blessing for me Mm -hmm. I know for all of my cousins and they've constantly told us exactly what you were saying is that divorce just is not an option and so sadly to say there have been so many times that I have threatened my husband like we should get divorced Mm -hmm. um but I honestly think that deep down like rooted within me was always that voice that said it's not an option Mm -hmm. um and so I just want to encourage all of the parents inside of that, like parents, you are so freaking powerful more than you realize in every area of your kid's life. Like those little sayings, they get rooted in the spirits of your kids. Saying things like divorce is not an option. Um You know, there are so many other little things that I can tell you that my parents constantly told us growing up. Mm. Um, But I just don't want parents to ever underestimate their influence. And um, It's so powerful.
1: I have a memory of listening. The music, the band was called Evanescence. I don't know if you know who they are. I have this image in my head in our little duplex of listening to that music which my husband hated because he's a very positive joyful person during that depression time and I have this image in my head of me listening to this being depressed and going my parents never quit
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and I know they they were not perfect and they had their issues. And I thought, I don't have an excuse either. Cause I wanted out, I wanted out and I wanted an excuse. And so I love what you said. The little ones are watching and you're not only a picture of, of marriage, you're a picture of the gospel mm-hmm. to your children through your marriage. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, I love that. I agree. I agree, and looking back, it just makes me realize, like, what, like, I'm sure my parents endured so much, and they still, like you said, remained faithful to each other mm-hmm. and faithful to God, and that I think is the biggest blessing they gave me, and that I can give my kids, and so, I'm that's so cool, and I am. And so you're glad sharing with your listeners, so
1: yeah. you have spiritual children. You're li- you're sharing with what you experienced with your parents. So even if you don't have parents who stayed married and gave that example to you, mm-hmm. um, you can share that with others.
0: We're here to tell you that. <laughs> 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 well, I love that. Thank you for that encouragement. That means so much. righty girlfriend. Well, I don't want to keep you too much longer, but I do have one last question that we ask every guest to leave the listeners with. And that is, Um, can you leave us younger married couples with a challenge? So just one thing, big or small, maybe um, something very practical that we can take on this week that you think will improve our marriages. If you have gotten any encouragement or any out of one of these episodes, I ask a huge favor. Please grab your phone really quick and leave us a rating and a review. If you have not already, we also do something really cool with our reviews. In leaving your review, we want you to include your best marriage advice, the best you've ever heard, and tell us your own rags to riches story. We would love to share it with our listeners. Never underestimate the power you have to share your story or a piece of advice. It may be exactly what someone needs to hear in order to push forward and to not give up. Influence is our inner ability to lift others up. And in leaving that rating and review, you will help other people to find these encouraging messages. If you don't want people to know that it's your story or your advice, you can put whatever nickname you want and we won't know it's you. That we can take on this week that you think will improve
1: our marriages. So if I could the best advice that I could give for marriage and really for anything is to get in the word every day. Mm-hmm. And I know that this is hard. I myself have struggled with this my whole Christian walk. Um, but just to kind of put some some uh, meat to that advice, some practical advice, I have started listening to the word. So mm-hmm. when I, I think it's important to read the word as well, but I've found that when I get ready in the mornings and it takes, you know, 20, 30 minutes, putting my makeup on and doing all this other stuff, I turn on the Bible app mm-hmm. and I've been, I started for some reason in Galatians and then I, I went, I just kept going through the end of the new Testament and I started over in the gospels. This has been the most impactful um, in quotations reading I was listening of the word that I have ever done because it's impacting me daily. His word is coming out of my mouth that I didn't memorize because uh, what I do is I listen to the same passage every, every day for a week and then I switch it. And so I'm, it's repetitive. I'm really understanding it. And so I know that's not specific marriage advice, but if we don't know his word, we can't find comfort in it. We can't, it's impossible to deal with the issues that come up in marriage. Um, we're sinners, but mm-hmm. his word will direct us, it will guide us because it's his words. They're 100% true, breathed by God, and they're life giving. Mm-hmm. And so, whatever circumstances we go through, especially in our marriage, we have to make that a priority. So that's my one advice in life is get in his word. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when I say, I also want to say this, when I say his word, I mean the word of God, not a devotional book. Mm -hmm. Those are great. And we should get wisdom from other believers, but the word of God is written by the Holy Spirit and it's powerful. And so we have to spend time. His, our, the If we have the Holy Spirit, he can interpret his word to us. So don't get discouraged if you don't understand it or you don't feel like you're getting anything out of it. That's not your job. Your job is just to obey and to do it, to read it, listen to it, um, and
0: learn from it. He will do the rest. We don't have to worry about that. Oh, amen. Oh, my God. I love this challenge. I think this is the best challenge we've ever had. And what version of the Bible is easiest for you to read? Because I know it's really hard for me to read some of the ones that I had growing up, like the ones that have the thy, thou, Sure. All that. So which is easiest for you to read? So it's really important to me to read a
1: translation that is um, taken as much as it can be from the original text. Mm-hmm. So I don't read things like the message because even though the message might be easy to read, it's once removed mm-hmm. and it's someone it, again, in some ways is someone else's interpretation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I, I recommend sticking with something that um, like the NIV. I personally read the, the new American standard Bible or the ESV and, um, you know, I would say those three versions I know are pretty standard. They're not what they call a transliteration, which is um, what I believe what the message would be. So sticking to something that is as far back as it can go, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to read the King James. um, Mm -hmm. I know some people believe that's the only version, but um, I've done some research into this and I think it's important to read something that is from as much as possible the original transcripts but it's fine to read you don't have to read the king james
0: <laughs> I love that yeah because you we do need something that is easy to read or else it's it's just kind of hard to make it a daily thing I love that challenge and um I really love how you say you know, actually get your Bible out and read it. But I love how you say you also listen to it because probably hearing it over and over again, it makes it easier for us to understand and to absorb and then to apply. So thank you for that little tip. That is so awesome. Um, all righty, girlfriend. Well, I guess we can bring this to a close. Do you have anything else you'd like to share? I don't think so. <laughs> we covered it all. I think we did so good good. well I so appreciate you Rebecca this um, chat has filled me up and I pray that it does the same for all of our listeners I am eternally grateful for you and your wisdom and I just really pray that just you are blessed and so just thank you thank you thank you
1: Well, thank you, Amanda, for having me. And um, I'm not the most eloquent person, um, but I think it's awesome what you're doing here. Um, Like I said, marriage is a picture of the gospel. And what you are doing is sharing the gospel with others, giving life to others by having this podcast. So I really appreciate you having me come on and share my craziness with you um but also how God can work through through us despite us
0: (laughs) well I think your message was so powerful and that means so much that encouragement encouragement means so much to me so I thank you and hopefully we can chat again someday and we can continue this friendship so Rebecca thank you thank you thank you I am so happy we have been challenged with this specific challenge in the start of the new year you guys let me remind you that god wants you he delights in you he is a patient god but he is persistent i think god allowed my husband and i to struggle so hard because he knew he had so much good that he wanted to bring out of us he knew that like most of us We would only grow and make real change if we were uncomfortable. So just know that God will fight for you. And he is fighting for your love and attention and a relationship with you. He does not just want to be an acquaintance. He doesn't want to be a friend of a friend of a friend. He wants a relationship with you. He wants you in his word. He says, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Like any relationship, it cannot just be one sided. So I'm so happy that you are following along with me. But like I said on my very first episode, and I will say it again, if you're doing dishes, changing diapers or sweeping the floor, I am eternally grateful that you are here with me. And I pray that you hear something that encourages your life and that you leave feeling supported and like you are not alone. But if you are at a place where you can take a few minutes to sit down and read your Bible, do that because that will change your life more than anything. If you have no idea where to start or you don't have the means to purchase a Bible, please reach out to me and I will send you one. The place that I started and was easiest for me to read in the Bible was the New Testament reading the Gospels, which are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I like the New Living Translation, that, that version of the Bible. The reason I started here was because I wanted to know why I believe the things that I was told to believe. I wanted to know who this person Jesus really was. I was told to believe in this guy Jesus my whole life, but I got to a point where I wanted to know who he really was and hear for myself the words that came out of his mouth. I'll tell you, when I read these gospels, I was absolutely floored. He was not who this world makes him out to be. Yes, he is all of the love and all of the let's hold hands and get along, but he is mostly fierce and bold and his words will pierce right through your heart. And this boldness and fierceness gives life. And the Bible tells us, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It judges the thoughts and attitude of the heart. So all of this to say, I really just want to encourage you to take on Rebecca's challenge. That being said, in the beginning of the episode, I talked about how I was recently asked what it was now time for in my life and I said that it was time for my husband and I to become friends so I want to ask you what is it time for in your own life for me this is just a theme that has come up again and again over this past year focus on my own little family it's time for us to find real deep joy inside of each other God has given us the biggest gift, and that is each other. My husband and I talked about what we want out of this year, and this was our biggest theme, to enjoy each other. I told him that the kids bring us so much joy, and we really need to dig into that. Yes, we have fun wrestling with them and playing with them and going down the slide with them for the millionth time, but we need to stop looking at it like a chore or something we're just doing for them. We have fun with them. We laugh with them and we need to immerse ourselves in that. It's for us to let the play and the joy fill us up. We are lucky to have this and to have these little opportunities. These little moments can be all of the self-care that we need. These little moments can fill us up. Now, I'm not saying that we're bad parents when we need a break or because we need breaks, but so often when I ask some of my clients what is the last thing they did for themselves inside of self-care, they say they went to the salon. And while that's great, let's take that even further. Let's recreate that. Let's invite self-care to be the moments that we laugh with our kids, Let's let self-care be the affection and the intimacy we share with our spouse. Okay, this part might be far-fetched, but I've realized that cleaning can be self-care for me. I make some energizing tea, I put on my favorite jams, I recently got back into listening to Selena, and I clean the heck out of my house. This isn't everyday, trust me. And it's fun, and I leave feeling good and accomplished. Our kids are so little, and so maybe at this point in your life, you're doing different activities. Maybe that looks like riding bikes or flying kites or teaching your kids how to drive or to cook or to read or write or doing homework. I know these little things can become monotonous, but find the joy, find the magic, invite God into Each moment and ask him to calm you, to give you a new perspective and a new peace, and to help you experience the joy and the magic in all of these little moments. So, inside of putting my family first, it's really a goal of mine to put my husband first. God has really put this on my heart, and I'm not good at it. So often, my husband is the last to find out about a story I have because I'll call a girlfriend to chat right away or he'll be last to find out about dinner plans. And he's just so easygoing that this has never been a really big fight or an issue. But I need to start putting my husband first and my little family first. And this is just a theme that has come up again and again for me over this past year. And it's so funny because in a recent interview, which will be coming out soon, I was interviewing a great friend who is a man. So I'm excited for that because we usually just have women on this podcast. But I was trying to get him to leave the men with a challenge to kind of call out the men. And I even said, okay, if you had a magic wand that you can wave and you could just say, poof, men, if you would just do this, your marriage would improve drastically overnight. And (laughs) he didn't really go for that at all. And I was floored with his challenge because it's something that had already been on my heart all year. And he said, focus on your little family, focus on your husband and your kids and create memories and traditions inside of that. He is like, yes friends and extended family are important and great, he said. But for this season, just tune into your own little family. Put away all of the distractions, all of the other voices talking to you or that are in your head. Just put it on pause and focus on your own little family. And I just think this is so big because not only other people and other distractions, but it's so easy to get down and out and distracted with politics or how the school system should be better and all of the things. But the truth is, is that if we all did a better job as parents, our country and our world would be in better shape. It all starts at home. Listen to this quote. If you didn't come from a strong family, make sure a strong family comes from you. Break that generational curse someone called sister is fine said that thank you sister is fine i really hope you're getting something out of this podcast sometimes i feel like i'm just talking and lecturing myself which i am and i sit here in my closet alone for sound quality which only magnifies the feelings so please if you're getting anything out of this please share it with your family and friends and please leave us a review If you are loving all of the challenges that we leave you with at the end of each episode, go to afwfpodcast.com and get a week's worth of daily challenges to create big miracles in your marriage. We have taken all of the advice our elders have given us on this podcast and created a printable challenge for you. So go print it out and hang it on your mirror because we all deserve for our home and our marriage to be our happy place. That's afwfpodcast.com. I pray that these messages encourage you and remind you that God is for you and for your family. And just a reminder, if you have not, please sit down and visit some areas of your life you want to grow this new year. And don't be discouraged. It's already day six in the new year and I'm still working on my own goals if that makes you feel any better. So you guys, I pray that you have the best week ever. And I will talk to you next week. Love you. Bye.